Hello. I'm here talking to Kendall. I'm here talking to Annie. We're talking about the Coleman family murders. Content warnings are for child death and suburban dads getting in good shape and texting a lot. Uh, we'd love to hear from you on Instagram at tell no one podcast or send us an email at tell no one pod at gmail.com. Sources are in the show notes. Everything is alleged, but this is definitely tell no one. Enjoy. Rolling. I'm ready. I'm going to keep my eye on the battery, but I am listening. Okay. We're beginning in 97. Okay. Sherry, 21 years old. She's an MP in the Air Force. Where? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that might mean. I don't either. Um, Chris Coleman is 22. He's a Marine. Okay. They both attend a K-9 training seminar following. They begin dating right away. Nice. Fun. Yeah. Um, August of that year, he brings her to meet his family. Right on schedule. And they do not like her. They are deeply evangelical. The father, Ron, he called her a worldly little girl. They note her clothing being too short and a tattoo. Um, Ron called her not the kind of girl we thought he would be with. Keyword being worldly. That means whore. Mm -hmm. Okay. He grew up with both of them being pastors in Monroe County, Illinois. He was one of three boys. That explains some of the worldly comments. Yeah. They would often speak in tongues. They wouldn't. They would babble. (laughs) Okay. And get attention probably from their parents. He's a mild-tempered child. Rock on. The father remembers that one time he became distraught when watching a rabbit being butchered. And for that, he must be beaten. A rabbit. The little boy watched you kill a cute, cuddly animal and like didn't love it. Yeah. What's your point? That felt notable to you? That felt weird to you? It's just so sad. I mean... The plight of man? Kind of. Like, kind of, yeah. He I was know. just a little boy, and he got, like, beaten into being a man. I know. You know? No, I, I know what you mean. It's all preventable. I know. Okay. When he's in high school, a recruiter from the Marine Corps comes to the school, which I cannot believe they're allowed to fucking do. Absolute leeches. <laughs> Evil shit. Absolutely. Um, And... He would like to join up. Yeah, he's probably like, this will make me a big man that my daddy wants. Yeah, uh, he enters the military right out of high school. They do give you a lot of benefits. <laughs> like, come I on. I know, but like... A nice little VA loan doesn't hurt anybody. I'm 18, I gotta die for country? You're fucking kidding. No one's dying in 97. 97, you're completely correct. Sorry to anyone who's died in 97. Who served in 97. Sorry. Okay, now we're back to we've met Sherry, right? Yep. Our worldly little girl. Little girl, by the way. I'm 22, but fuck you. Of course. Within months of meeting, she's pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Feels like we're both pretty worldly. Yeah. They elope. Um, Connie and Ron, his mother and father, are shocked. They recall that he had immediate regret about the wedding. Uh Uh-oh. Hard to tell if he had regret over literally the fact that they did not get married in a church. Um, or if they're like a shotgun wedding, not very exactly. evangelical of you. Right. Not very evangelical. So I have no idea where the story is going. <laughs> so like, I'm very scared to make any comments because I have no fucking idea who right. does what and when, you know? All right. All right. So, um, I'm trying to remain neutral about everything. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sherry gave birth to their first child, a boy named Garrett hmm. in April of 98. They have another little boy, Gavin, two years later. Okay. 
He then leaves the Marine Corps, apparently because of Bill Clinton and Monica. According to... So he left the Marines? His father feels like he left the Marine Corps because he like could not fight for America anymore if Bill Clinton was going to get a blowjob. How quickly we forget your premarital sex, Chris. How quickly we forget the shotgun wedding. When he leaves the Marine Corps, he's hired by Joyce Meyer. Meyer? Meyer. She's a televangelist and a leader of a huge ministry. She knew Ron and Connie, so they have a family connection. Uh-huh. He's on her security team, and then he became her, um, like, individual bodyguard. Yep. The family, like Chris Sherry and the boys, are living in a good home, very close to his parents in small-town Illinois. Awesome for her. Next to my in-laws. Who hate, who hate me. me. <laughs> um, she's a homemaker. I'm not allowed to be other things than that. They do often fight about how often he is away for work. Mm. He... He's got to travel wherever they need him. He's the bodyguard. Right. He's gone more often than he's home. Yeah. How was that for you as well? My dad? Mm -hmm. We rocked it. We rocked it. (laughs) (laughs) Like It felt weird when he was home sometimes. We watched (laughs) Fatal Attraction. We loved it. But not everyone can be my mother. Like, he's home for four days and she's like, don't you have anywhere to be? (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing here, Steve? But Sherry uh, is like, I... I wish you were home more. There's also like when he's home, he's not attentive. Right. Yeah. Right. Like I think it'd be different if when he were home, he were home and engaged with the family. Right. And they fight about money. They're a married couple. Right. Um, She was not particularly responsible with money. Look, I'm fucking bored. I'm fucking bored. I want to spendy spendy. Mm hmm. Just to feel something. They're not like out of money. They're Mm. not broke. He's just like, I don't really, I'm, I don't, Like the way you handle money. You don't handle money the way I would. We're in a fight now. Okay, fine, Chris. Then come home and you can control the credit card. I don't know. Right. No, you can't. But you know what I mean? No, you can't. They thought about a lack of attention and affection, too. Oh. He was not a very affectionate human being. People who knew the couple talked about they rarely saw him hug or give any affection to her or the children. Hmm. I mean, part of that could be his upbringing. Yeah. Like, men aren't meant to be cuddling their children or anything like that. Right. And he just, like, might not like it. Like, yeah. some people just don't like touch for whatever reason. Okay, Kendall. Does it mean anything? Does it mean you were molested? <laughs> um, <laughs> it doesn't. It, it doesn't. Okay, but Sherry confided to friends that he was never affectionate with her, not even in bed. That is crazy because, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds like a repressed guy. Yeah, and they're everywhere, babe. Yeah. And then one more recurring argument, um, generally how to be with the children. Okay, if you're not here, you don't get to say. And like she is an affectionate and loving mother. She wanted them to have fun in their childhood where he's like, they've got to be incredibly polite, better be playing well at their fucking soccer game or whatever. He feels like the job of a parent is to be a disciplinarian. Yeah, I wonder where he got that idea. You know what? If you expect excellence from me, I I expect it back, Dad. (laughs) Yeah. Show me some excellence, Dad. (laughs) Um, Okay, now we're in November 08. Oh, bad time for everybody. November 2008, tough time to be an American. It was. It was. (laughs) We're about a decade into the marriage. He tells a friend that he's going to leave her. He's going to wait till after the holidays to tell her. 
Thank you, Chris. Thank you for living my life for four extra months. I love Christmas. Um, yeah, Christmas is so fun with you here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's also worried that divorcing may compromise his position at work with the ministry because they are very, I don't know. You don't fit in with the culture here. You don't fit in with the culture. Sorry, we have to let you go. At around that time, he and a few other members of the ministry, they receive a threatening email. The email isn't threatening anyone at the company. They're threatening Sherry and the children. Talking about the ministry being bullshit and by being a bodyguard for them, you're allowing them to continue preaching their bullshit. So you better quit or your family are in danger. What are you talking about? (laughs) Chris, what are you talking about, Chris? (laughs) I'm going to say it. (laughs) Okay. Blah, 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 blah. Kill them in their sleep. Okay. First off, who the fuck knows like the first name and family of someone's bodyguard? Bitch, what the fuck? It is ridiculous. Um, they're all alarmed, but mm-hmm. um it sounds so stupid. And to be fair, like okay. these emails are not uh completely out of the blue for them. Like they're right. like, yeah, we get fucking threatening emails sometimes. Right. January 2009. Okay. Two months later. He has now gotten a threatening letter in the mail. <gasps> Guys, what's this? <laughs> <laughs> Their neighbor happened to be Detective Sergeant Justin Barlow. Hmm. Barlow put together a patrol for the neighborhood and they put in a camera pointed at the Coleman home. Nothing. Neither the camera nor the patrols yielded any result. Hmm. Almost like nothing was happening. Almost like it wasn't happening. Around that time, Sherry began to tell friends that her husband's demeanor had changed. Uh Uh-oh. She feels like he might be having an affair. Uh Uh-huh. She had introduced him to a friend of hers recently. Don't do that. Or I think like in 2008 she had. And now she's worried that they're having an affair. Right. Okay. But um, there's like something deeper too. She tells a friend, if anything were to happen to me, he did it. Okay. April. uh, He calls over to Barlow again. I found another note. Where, Chris? You know where. My letterbox. (laughs) Okay. Here's the note. Typed. Of course it's typed. Here's your final warning. You haven't done what I told you to do. You're letting her continue to preach her bullshit. I know your schedule. I'm always watching. I know when you leave in the morning and when you're home. Um, Your final warning. Quote, your worst nightmare is about to happen. You know all of my moves because you are me. You are me, huh? Because <laughs> you are me. You see everything I do because you're doing it as me. <laughs> my worst nightmare. My greatest dream, you mean. <laughs> Okay, May 5th. He leaves the home early in the morning to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. He's gone by 545. Hates his family. Mm-hmm. Can't get out of there quick enough. Nope. During the drive to the gym, he, he left a voicemail making sure she's awake. Is it another Hey My Alive Wife phone call? Hey, my cute alive baby baby wife. Can't <laughs> wait to see you later. Alive. <laughs> And while he's working out, he texts her multiple times. See, if you hate your wife, you don't do this. So, like, this is weird that you're doing this. Yeah. You never do it. And this day you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Please. While driving home from the gym, he calls her again. Um, he calls Barlow. Like, can you go check on Sherry and the children? He tells Barlow, I'm on the bridge. I will be home in five. So why do you need him to go check on them? He doesn't want to be, be the one to find them. You don't want to be the one to find them, huh? Such a fucking... It- when people do shit like that, I'm like, do you really think we're all big dummies? Mm-hmm. You think we're all that stupid? They do. Whoa. 
Okay. Yeah. I'll go check. Because I'm doing everything for you. Barlow goes over and another officer meets him out front. They find a window around back open, which, yeah, could be a break in. Mm -hmm. They call for backup. Oh, God. Come on. They enter the home together. When they walk in the door, walls are spray painted with red paint. Okay. With things written like, I am always watching. You have paid. Couldn't be clearer. Mm hmm. At around that time, he pulls into the driveway. What's going on, officers? The spray paint reminds me of that other guy who killed his whole family. The doctor? Um, yeah, no. The, he, one, he, the he, one who was like, hippies did it? Yes. Yeah. Wrote on the wall like, hippies did this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> or he made didn't, but he definitely did kill his family. Come, hippies did it. <laughs> the fuck? Okay. They did something one time. Hippies don't do everything. Hippies actually do very little. Like, in general. Just that once. Okay, um, they note that when he pulled into the driveway, it had taken him 13 minutes to drive uh, the normally five-minute drive home. Also, like, a Chris Watts thing. Of yeah. Like, um, I'm coming home any minute. Josh Powell thing. Like, I'm getting the boys McDonald's in a three different states away. I'll be back in seven hours. Be back when you guys have sorted this out. <laughs> huh? What? Okay, they keep him out in the yard while they continue searching the home. They find Sherry, Garrett, and Gavin each in their um, own bed. They've all been strangled with a rope or a cord. Ugh, what a fucking lunatic. Mm-hmm. Quote, Sherry Coleman had three ligature marks that indicated that she fought and fought hard. She also had a black eye. Mm. Um, out front of the home, police tell him what they found. And he goes, oh, yeah. no way. He dropped to the ground weeping. <laughs> what he doesn't do at any point is make any inquiry into what happened. Oh, dude. <laughs> I keep bringing shit up, but like OJ did that too. Like when they were like, your wife is dead. He was like, on my way. They weren't like, he wasn't like, how, when, where? Because he's like, I know. I know. It was at my hand. I don't have a single question about that. Guys, I actually know a lot about it. That's like an immediate tell to yep. me. Mm-hmm. It's like. Is the first thing you don't is what happened? Not even what happened. What are you talking about? Right, what the I wonder fuck are you talking if they said, about? Like, they're dead or they've been murdered. I wonder what they s- said. Because if it's like they're dead, I'd be like, what happened? Like, was there a fire? Was there a carbon monoxide? Was right. there a blah, blah, blah? No one's like, oh, I'll take your word for it. No one is like, uh, damn. Damn, really? Like, if anybody in your life they fucking died wouldn't you go what are you what are you talking about what right. the fuck are you talking about right now telling me they died why what oh i'm accepting it you wouldn't <laughs> literally he um they remember he never really uh asked how or what happened that uh, is so insane to me a detective recalled he did not make any attempt to go in that home officers envisioned that they would have to restrain him from entering the home and going to find his dead family they did not he did not try to go in the home. He did not ask how were they killed. He doesn't want to see. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. He plopped down in the front yard, uh, put his head in his hands and kind of hung out there playing the fucking game, but not a real human being. No. What? If he, Kendall, if you left your home to go to the gym in the morning and you got back an hour later, my whole family and dead. your whole family were dead. Would you just literally quietly sit down and cry a little bit? Or would you be losing your fucking mind? Yeah. Yeah. 
It's like, yeah, he's like already on like stage three of grief. Yeah. Like acceptance. Like, wait, 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 Because I'm not finding it out. I know it. I'm not finding it out. I've been planning it for months. Mm -hmm. And I just like got my endorphins in at the gym. Yeah. I'm actually feeling good. I'm feeling pretty revved up. (laughs) Don't need my second cup today. (laughs) Fuck you. Yeah. His dad arrived a little while later to comfort him. Don't worry about it. I'm pretty much good. No need. I've accepted it and moved on. (laughs) Actually, if we could all move on. (laughs) So he's being comforted, right? He looked down at his own knuckles and they were all marked up and red. And they like watch him realize that. And then they watch him immediately begin punching a gurney, giving himself a reason for why his knuckles are beat up. Didn't you see me punching the gurney? The theatrics. I can't. I wonder if like on site, the police are like, oh, I know. You know what I mean? Like they are. Yeah. Because this doesn't happen. This literally doesn't happen. No. Maybe like the Connecticut thing happens like once every 10 years and we all are shocked by it. The Pettit family. Yeah. Yeah. But the father got his shit rocked too. Exactly. Exact. Yeah. They have already noticed that he's been trying to cover up scratches on his arms the entire time. You can't wear a long sleeve on the day you murder your girl family. Put a hoodie on. Put a little cover up. Say, hey, doc, give me a fucking shock blanket while you're at it. They bring him in immediately for an initial like interview. Listen, Chris, (laughs) I'm going to read a transcript. What happened today? (laughs) Chris, what happened this morning? He tells them he spent the day before playing with his children and then watching television. And fair enough, because security cameras from outside his home did catch him the day before playing catch with them. He's like looking up like, I love my boys. (laughs) Good catch, my boy. <laughs> he like called Getty images on himself. <laughs> um, he then he and Sherry put the boys to bed, and then they cuddled. No, they didn't. You and Sherry cuddled. You were. You have never cuddled. Notoriously, do not cuddle your wife. He tells them that Sherry fell asleep in his arms. You've never touched her before. You've never touched her. Frankly, also, it's kind of suspicious. Like to be like. We were most we had a beautiful love. night. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. It probably make more sense if you're like, we've been married for 10 years. And like, she went to bed at nine. I came up at like 11. Like, yeah. Why not? Like, I looked in her eyes for the final time. Like, like <laughs> give me shut a break. up. I'm not dumb. Yeah. He then told them how he got up early to go work out the, ne- the following morning, the morning that it all went down. He tried calling her several times during the workout to make sure she was up. Shut the fuck up. Um, when she didn't answer, he got very worried and asked his neighbor to go check on the family in light of the recent threats they've been receiving. In light of the perfectly executed plan I've been laying for six yeah. months or whatever the fuck. <laughs> they even gave him an opportunity. They're like, any marital issues, anything going on? He's like, no, no. we're living a beautiful marriage and a beautiful life. You saw me punching the gurney, right? Yeah. I'm like devastated, dude. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I like loved her. No, I like literally loved her. (laughs) Um, But digital evidence from Sherry's phone and his laptop pointed to marital issues. Yeah. Here we go. One thing they do find odd is that he never mentioned his own camera, um, which may have been able to catch the intruder on tape. Authorities had to prompt him, hey, what about all the cameras you have they were off cameras i'm not sure i turned them on when i left cameras 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 were off today (laughs) it's tuesday the cameras are off that day (laughs) they did catch me playing ball though yesterday and like loving cameras i think you'll see me with my boys i love them turn them off they then they they pull the tapes from the camera and from the neighbor's camera and they do not show anyone coming or going from the home other than Chris Coleman. 
guys. Hey, folks. Chris Watts again. Like, mm-hmm. the neighbor's like, I got some footage if you want the cameras. And the gym. What are you doing? What are you getting so tight for, Chris? A girlfriend? Why are you guys in the best shape of your life? <laughs> Why are you in the best shape of your life right now? Uh, again, we're denying any issues in the marriage, right? Also unrealistic. Yeah. Like, mm, we fight about money. My family's mean to her. My family, I don't touch Tell her. Tell the truth ever. Yeah. You know? Right. Like, yeah, the over, um, like overplaying how perfect we were. Shut up. Yeah. Shut up. You're making it weird. Mm-hmm. No one believes you. He will tell them that he has a good friend named Tara. Sherry's friend from high school. And there it is. Uh, but not romantic. Of course not, Chris. You're a really good guy. But we're already we're already on it. Tara is being questioned in Florida. She lives in Florida. Oh, man. Tara is like, we're in love, in fact. Oh, no. Oh, Tara had been for a year. Tara. What the hell? She had given him a May deadline to end end the marriage. They planned to marry in January 2010. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let me collect my thoughts for a second. (laughs) Obviously, Tara's not the bad guy here. Fucking whatever. Yeah, didn't kill. Didn't kill anyone. Who the fuck did I kill? Didn't even ask him to kill anyone. Nope. Told him, tell her you're leaving. You know what's easier than that? (laughs) Yeah, literally. We know what I'd prefer killing them all guys we have a fucking problem mm-hmm. we have a problem listen to me i'm like taking the side like camera b like listen guys don't marry men please god don't do it um it's like ups your chance of being murdered by like 50 is marrying I, a man literally you're not kidding like no i'm not statistically you're will die he will kill you yeah um okay okay cool he also failed to mention during the interview that he had already canceled the family's scheduled trip to Disney World that year and booked a vacation with Tara. <sighs> Canceling a Disney trip with your family. With your family. To go like, on your honeymoon with Tara. They're going to be dead. The thing is about this, it's so crazy to me, is like, take the L, like, lose the couple grand just to not have done this. You know what I mean? Like, just to not have the police see you have done that. Can't you just take the L? For the trip, you mean? Yeah. Like, just don't cancel it. Mm-hmm. Just don't cancel it and don't go on it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Do you have to get your money back? Really? Yeah, you're unbelievable. Well, Josh Powell canceling the next week of daycare. Yeah. Because the kids are not going to be in town, I think babe. Chris Watts did that, too. Like, for he would cancel all their shit. Because they think that they're really fucking brilliant. Aren't I the king of the world? Um, no. no? <laughs> That's um, some other guy? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Tara tells them that May 5th, that day, was the day he was going to end the marriage. He, he served her with, like, spiritual divorce papers. <laughs> yeah, I choked the life out of you. I don't think we're married anymore. Exactly. He Take- wasn't exact live a mission. <laughs> <laughs> Their marriage did end that day. <laughs> Tara had already begun wedding planning. I'm lo- embarrassed. Looking for a home. Planning for a baby. Someone find her Pinterest stat. I know. They tell Tara that they found a rather compromising image of her on his father's computer. Huh? They're sharing an iCloud. Are they sharing an iCloud? He shared it with who? Your family should not be this close. Do not share an iCloud with your father. What are we doing? For obvious reasons. What are we doing? We're, we're, we're like on a Dell computer. We're not talking iCloud. Oh, then what are we talking about? We're talking about, I think he used his dad's laptop to like talk to her one time. Or he... Send it to his dad. Or he sent it to his dad. To be like, here's who I'm having an affair with. Oh, no. 
<laughs> oh no. <laughs> um while everything is going on, people in the community put together a memorial in the front yard of the Coleman home. So awful. He took it down. What? They're all the same. They're all the same. Yep. Do you not see what you look like to other people? I I cannot account for it, Kendall. I, what the fuck are you doing? You hate her that much. You cannot even let the memorial be there to look good to the public. Right. To just like, to, it, sure, it makes you probably feel uncomfortable because you're like, oh, I murdered my kids. But like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are there days where you don't remember that? Kinda. They're like master of Cartmental or whatever. Mm. Fuck you. Um, Compartmentalization. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, but it would go so far for your case. Mm-hmm. I'm doing like the president talking. Yeah, you are. <laughs> she won't point at me during the Obama hand. <laughs> it would go. It would help your case so much just to leave up the memorial. Yeah, just to leave up the memorial. Keep the Disney trip because yep. that's the last thing from your mind, of course. Yep. Right. Or are you really like I'm that brilliant? I'm that bitch. I think that they have worked themselves into a world of delusion yeah. for even believing that they could ever get away with it. Right. Right. And they work themselves into the whole like. I'm actually doing a good thing yeah. by saving them the disgrace of having a divorced whatever. Well, for him, he's really like, she will She will tell people it was adultery right. and I will lose my job. And then I have to give her alimony, give her child support. And that would really cut into our cruise fund mm-hmm. with Tara. Yeah. Oh, my God. He also moves out several boxes of their belongings by mid-month. And what, by lights it on fire? <laughs> dumps it in the lake? Rips it to pieces? <laughs> what? What, Chris? What'd you do now? Pisses on their grave? <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. I did love them, but I'm moving on. Um, Like, I'm talking about the family. Your family were all found dead in the morning of May 5th. We're May 15th, and you've thrown out all of their <laughs> You're a madman. <laughs> You're not even putting on the show of, like, something to remember my entire annihilated family by put on the show give me a little show keep a few of the kids stuff chris your dead kids not only is your whole family dead they were brutally murdered in your home yeah um and and according to your logic and like your setup scenario it's because of you it's your fault too okay um dna pulled from under sherry's nails was consistent with his but not definitive Right. And also he'd be like, we fucked hard that night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. But none of them have any other DNA on them. Yeah. Because no one was there. Mm-hmm. Adah. Adah. Because, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I'm sure he's like, yeah, I put my kids to bed. They have my DNA. Right. But there's no other DNA, dude. And they were strangled. Like, there would be, probably. Mm-hmm. By, by a third party? Yeah. There'd be DNA. The one, like, open window, too. Like, fucking Come Christ. the fuck on. <sighs> okay. They're able to determine that the emails originated from his own laptop. The IP address is like the easiest thing you can find. Like, I think I could probably find one. I think I could, too. It's not hard at all. How can you not go to a public library? You're dumb. What do you mean? Right. You're a dumb dumb. Remember what was the email that we got on the thread? Destroychris at gmail.com. Exactly right. They're able to tell he, he created that email. Fucking dumb fuck. Okay, they're also able to determine that these letters, which were typed, were generated from his work laptop using his work login. Dude, when you type a Word document, your computer fucking remembers you typed that up. He could have just, like, gotten a t- Kendall, there is, like, an old draft 
on his work laptop <laughs> recover like literally recover. a recovered old draft of the threatening letter it's like google doc lacrosse monkey edited at 12 53 p.m <laughs> yeah destroy um, chris at gmail.com edited <laughs> <laughs> yeah um he is adamant that his family were alive when he left for the gym at 5 43 the medical examiner puts the time of death before 5 a.m come on you were in the home and like also dude no one else came inside the house like there are cameras and no one came inside mm-hmm. period <laughs> like that's it front door back window any of it the examiner put the death at before 5 a.m while you were home and there was no one else in the home and someone just str- yeah someone strangles your wife next to you come on the time of death thing is an issue from the time they're found right okay he again tells them um, the family was alive when I left at about five forty-five. But officers who touched the bodies are like they're cold already. Aww. Sherry's showing signs of rigor mortis, right? So he's saying, yeah, they were killed in the window I was at the in gym. the fifty-minute window. Okay. Also, I'd like to point out what like evil hitman person is going to come kill a whole family when everyone in the neighborhood's waking up. When everyone's getting ready to waking up, getting mm-hmm. dressed, looking out their windows, walking when, their dogs. When you are gone for days at a time for work often, right. when they could do it at any point, right? Right. In the middle of the night, it's, mm-hmm. the sun is rising. Mm-hmm. There are people out and about and they're mm-hmm. going to kill the whole family right now. No. Good point. But yet, like there are entire days where you're not home with your family. And they said, but they I know chose the 40 minute window where you're not home with your family. What about the week long window? Right. What the fuck? Here's part of them talking to him, interviewing him. Um, When you left the house this morning, was your wife alive? Oh, yeah. You wouldn't believe how alive (laughs) she was. Oh, yeah. Big breath. She was doing big breath. Okay. What would you say if I told you I don't think she was? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I think she was. Oh, really? Because you just said, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Five seconds ago. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And they go, listen, man, she wasn't alive when you left. And again, he's he's going on with the whole like, look, what can I say? I think I know a living girl. When I, see <laughs> I think I know my living wife when I see one. <laughs> OK. OK. Um, and now the paint. The writing on the wall is literally in his handwriting. You're an idiot. You didn't even hide your handwriting. Imagine me writing in cursive on the wall and being like, who did that? Uh, it's either an 18th century orphan or my roommate Annie. Um, they're able to tell the color of the paint, the brand of the paint, where he bought it, when he bought it. You disgrace your family when you do stupid shit like this <laughs> when you could have used cash, you dumb. Because he's so like, eh. yeah, whatever. And again, I will say it again. It's these men who are like, people won't care that much yeah they won't look into it they won't look into i they will believe me the man of the home when i say i've been getting stalking and threatening letters and the case closed um and i think he felt like because he left a lot of time between each part of the plan it would be harder to put it all together no you've been carefully laying a plan yeah dude further damning you (laughs) (laughs) um charged with murder yeah many of her friends come forward Oh, so sad. Mm-hmm. And they tell people that, like, he had been telling her, telling Sherry, whatever, different versions of, like, you're keeping me from my my life plan, my divine plan. Which is a hot girlfriend. 
that's the thing with these god types like their destiny is always so like hot and sexy <laughs> yeah it's always like god's journey for me to have like a really hot girlfriend and for my wife to bite it <laughs> cease to exist and yeah. gonna bite yeah <laughs> yeah um the just throw away mentality of it all is like mm-hmm. they are worth less than me it is crazy mm-hmm. um at trial but at that point they're like leaning more towards like they were killed at more like 3 a.m not five so very before he left yeah, yeah. Tara testifies. She's wearing a ring he gave her. Come um, on, babe. Take that off. Pawn it. Move on. Tara, do you like love this? Write a tell-all. And mm. move on. <laughs> um, um, and they're able to prove that the window, the back window um, that they found open, had not been forced open. It had been open from the inside. Yeah. Barlow tells the court that during that initial interview, while denying having an affair with Tara, he was observed to be texting Tara. What did he say? I don't know. Can I call you later kind of shit? Like nothing major, but he's like texting her from the room where we're talking to you about your dead wife. Yeah. This is like, I'm on top of the world. I've got it. I'm playing them. And then they're able to determine that um, he was texting her from the gravesite while the family were being buried. Oh man, they don't. They're they're gone to him. Like, why would he care about them being buried? I'm surprised he had a fucking memorial literally. At all, yeah, or even like showed up. Yep. He's texting like, bored. What are you doing? Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And what's he gonna tell Tara? He thinks Tara's dumb too. Yeah. Here is what happened. He began sending himself threatening messages shortly after his affair with Tara began. Unbelievable. We've had a plan for a long time, huh? Yeah. yeah. He bought the paint really far ahead of time. He told Tara he was going to leave Sherry on that day. And in the very early hours of May 5th, he killed his wife and children while they were in bed. He then wrote on the wall and opened the back window to look like a break-in. And then he went to the gym. He called her over and over again during the workout to create an alibi. He then took extra time driving home to be sure they would find the family before he arrived. Found guilty, three life sentences, no parole. Uh, how could anyone be rotten enough to do this shit? What do you mean they're everywhere? And it's his father. Right. Ron Coleman uh, talked about Sherry a bit and her failings that led his son to have an affair. Uh, she would call him moody. She wouldn't compliment him. And that is why he was so attracted to Tara. Oh, man. Um... Because Ron and Connie do not believe that he is guilty. They believe they defend him all the time. Uh, okay. Quote, Tara was just meeting a need that Sherry at the time wasn't taking care of. Ooh. Ready? Uh, every man has got desires and needs to be respected. It is built into every man. If your wife doesn't respect you, you're going to find respect somewhere else. I love the respect is like anal. <laughs> That's what he means. You're going to find respects. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, and they're like, are you intimating that she was a bad wife? And he tells them pretty much like, well, at that brief time, she was not doing her job as a wife. And you know what we do with that? We kill bitches like that. Death penalty. <laughs> Death penalty. Okay. Okay. I don't think we need to comment on that. I think we're all pretty aware of, uh, Right, right. What? The writing's on the wall in Sherry Apple spray paint. 
Yeah. Um, December 2012, the bodies of Sherry and the boys were exhumed from their graves at Evergreen Cemetery in Chester, um, near where they lived, yeah. and relocated to Sherry's hometown um, near Chicago. Yeah, bye. Yeah, Ron, who was talking all that shit a minute ago, fought a long legal battle to keep the bodies in Chester, but a judge decided that a convicted murderer should not be able to keep control of his victims. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, his parents argue that um, they have an equal right to be near their grandchildren. No, you don't. don't. Your kid killed them. No, you don't. No, you don't. I would really like to think that if I had a kid who murdered someone, I would not be this fucking asshole. I wouldn't. I really don't think I would. Anyway, yeah. Sherry was 31 when she was killed. Garrett Coleman was 11. Gavin Coleman was nine years old. And the only other update is he's trying to appeal all the time. They're being denied all the time. Okay. (sighs) Any final thoughts on this? I mean, tales all this time. Men finding women and children to be worth less than them disposable extensions of themselves that they can discard of at any time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it. Feel free to absorb the information. Feel free to share it. But as for where you've heard it, tell no one. Goodbye.